Hey there, it's Jenny Schmidt. Welcome back to Living the Abundant Life. We're together unpacking what it looks like to live out an abundant life, like God promised us in John 10.10. Christ came that we would have life and life to the full. Whenever I hear words like reckless, abandoned, possibilities, limitless living, I get stoked. Like physically, my heart starts beating faster. My breath gets more rapid. My senses get set on fire. Everything in my heart, my mind, my body screams this. This is what I was made for, limitless living. Just to be real, my my greatest fear since I was a little girl has been mediocrity. I don't want to live the typical expected mapped out, predictable, good enough life. Just take me now, Jesus. I don't crave the picket fence and two and a half kids and everything being just steady and good and expected. The closer I get to that reality, the more discomfort and discontented I feel. I want a life of adventure, a life that is illogical in the natural and can only be explained through the lens of faith. This craving, it knit Ryan and I together in our early days. Neither of us wanted the norm. We didn't want good, we wanted great. We wanted a faith journey together that would make people look up and wonder why, how? So we could exclaim in response, Jesus. When Ryan and I were first dating, he talked about Jesus like they were friends. It was wildly attractive. He had this union with God fostered in hours of intimacy between Ryan and the Lord in college, and I longed for something like that. I fell in love with Ryan's heart for God and his willingness to say yes to anything, anywhere. When we were engaged, we dreamed of foreign lands and different people in an unconventional life. In our story, God so gently and kindly took us on a journey to a new land called Comer, Georgia. We were engaged, and the Lord began a work of pruning um, that started then and has carried on for eight years. We've been pruned, we've been matured, we've learned, we've grown, we've been stretched in the spirit. Our theology has taken some sharp turns, and we're really different people now eight years later with a different perspective and vastly renewed minds. We've been mentored by leaders who've called out the treasure in us and trained us what it looks like to minister with grace and clarity and power. But the stirrings of our youth are returning. We are a family bound for abundance and abandon. It has to start though with a reckless abandon to truth and God's presence. And that's what we've been learning and experiencing. This has to happen before the Lord positions us for unhealthy influence anywhere else. So as we're dreaming about new possibilities and praying into new expressions of the gospel in new arenas, I've found myself smacked in the face by limitations. The limitations seem very real and insurmountable. What about you? Do you feel that there's things that are limiting you? Do you get set on fire by the notion of reckless living for Jesus, but then walking it out seems to be met with obstacle after obstacle? Craig Rochelle says, you cannot defeat what you haven't defined. So let's take a few minutes and define some common limitations. Here's a few. How about the limitation of a desperation for answers? Do you find yourself obsessed with why questions? Do you find yourself limited by the lack of understanding about why something's happened or why someone treated you a certain way? Our desperation for an answer to the question why can serve as a major limitation in our lives. It can keep us immobilized like quicksand. We ask God why instead of what. You know, God never directly answered the question why that Job asked in the midst of his massive devastation. 
Job lost his entire family, fortune, livelihood. It seemed like his legacy. In the depths of his agony, he cried out to God, why? His friends offered some very unhelpful feedback like, oh, it must be some hidden sin or some sin in your kids' lives. Thanks, guys. Super helpful. Um, The scriptures say that Job was a righteous man who trusted God. By the end of his story, Job is graciously and generously restored to even greater status with more than he had before he lost it all. The Lord abundantly blessed Job by the end. Mind you, Job whined and moaned and authentically shared his pain and asked hard questions of God. But he was so captivated by the nature of God that the lack of an answer to why did not limit his experience of abundant blessing in the end. That is profound to me. He still asked the questions, but he didn't get the direct answer, and yet somehow it didn't serve as a limitation for him. I'm not trying to dissect the entire book of Job for you right now, but I want to offer him up as an example of a man who was not limited by desperation for an answer. He said that he was desperate for God's presence above all else in the midst of nothing else. His desperation for God, more than desperation for an answer to why, opened him up to limitless possibilities and abundant blessing. That's cool. That's inspiring to me. Maybe you feel like you've been limited by past experience. You're one of the logical thinkers. A plus B will always equal C. It's a fact. It's the way this world works. I've seen how this plays out in my own past or in other people's stories. The outcome's always C. But in fact, we're allowing the natural laws of this realm to limit our experience with the supernatural realm. In God's realm, seas part, donkeys talk, angels visit, lame men walk, broken, sinful people become world changers. God's in the business of flipping all the natural expected outcomes on their head when his power invades situations. We have to lose the limitations of the natural realm, of what past experiences promises will be our future. We have to open ourselves to the ways of the spirit realm, the ways of heaven. Christ prayed that heaven would invade earth, so we cannot be limited by our own earthly expectations or experiences. We cannot expect more of the same. If we're living in Christ, we expect something new. His mercies are new every morning. That is our expectation in Christ. Something new, fresh, creative, miraculous, impossible happening in our reality. We're also all limited by lies. Satan's been whispering these lies to us and perverting truth since the beginning of time. We've believed lies like God's angry with us or that we're dumb or insignificant or screw-ups will never amount to anything. Some people have reinforced these lies. Relatives or friends or teachers have spoken hopeless or destructive things over us, and we've agreed with them. We've owned what people have said or what Satan said to us or what we see in the mirror. We've agreed with lies like all the miracles and gifts of the Spirit are over. They don't happen today. Surely not to me. Maybe we've agreed with lies like, you're sinful for not being content with meager portions from God, meager provision, meager joy, meager patience. You should just be more content. There's something wrong with you for always wanting more. More is irreverent or ungrateful. Those are lies. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, he taught them to pray like we said, that heaven would invade earth. That the heart of God, the ways of God, would invade our earthly realities. So all would turn and see and know and worship God Almighty. 
That is impossible without the expression of abundance. So whatever your lies are, trust me, you've got some. We have all do. They're curled away in the darkest recesses of our minds. But we've got to lose them. Because every time we define and destroy a lie, we're moving towards limitless, abundant living in Christ. How about this one? Maybe your limitation is like mine, a fear of imperfection. We're obsessed with being perfect and people thinking we're amazing. We want success, we want numbers, we want accolades, we want measurable impact. But see, our obsession with perfection is actually an obsession with ourselves. (laughs) We're obsessed with ourselves more than we are obsessed with Jesus. It's hard to hear, I am preaching to myself right now. I have this speaking engagement coming up and in the natural, I'm so nervous to get up on that stage because I know that I will not communicate flawlessly. It's my first time in that arena and I will be imperfect. I know it and I fear it, but only because I'm self-focused. When I get my head out of you know where and fix my eyes on Jesus and agree with his word that I am called to be a voice to the nations, a bearer of good news. I am called to be a communicator of his gospel. Then suddenly I'm filled with confidence and courage because God doesn't measure me by my perfection, but by my willingness. I'm filled with his spirit. So he will flow through me because of my yes. Same for you, whatever your area is, whatever area you want to run full speed in, but fear of imperfection keeps you at the gate. It keeps you limited. You've got to look that in the mirror. You've got to look in the mirror and see that fear, see that obsession with your own imperfection and kick it in the teeth y'all we've got to stop seeing that we've got to look up and see the cross jesus died resurrected and his spirit resides in us filling every single weakness that we have with his strength people when they see you and hear you and watch you they see jesus jesus is very attractive so let's throw off this limitation of perfect performance and focus more on our yes to him and his ability and less on ourselves and our inabilities. Okay, last one. How about the limitation of balance? Do you find yourself obsessed with juggling all the plates, the responsibilities, and your dreams in perfect balance so everything and everyone gets an equal or acceptable portion of your attention and skill and influence? I'm not knocking balance, don't hear that. But I will say it's not my word of choice. I'm after focused and full far more than balance. Abundance is never found in equally weighted scales. I'll say that again. Abundance is never found in equally weighted scales. Abundant looks like massive imbalance, total overflow on one side of the scale compared to the other. We have to lose this limitation of balance and get okay with imbalance. We have to be more obsessed with focus and fullness than we are with perfect balance. We look at our calendars and say, I can't fit another activity or relationship in around the chores and the work and the soccer games and the investment in my marriage and the multiple church meetings. I'm already out of balance and feeling stressed. But you see, full-throttled abundance doesn't look like busy and it doesn't feel like stress. Abundance looks like fullness and it feels like rest. God said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Maybe too many yeses have limited us from the great yes we were created to give Jesus. A few well-placed no's can actually open us up to greater abundance of time and peace, things that we need to live from and to enjoy the rest that God has for us. But at the same time, with this laser-sharp focus, applying the unique gifts of our life 
to God's agenda for our neighborhood, our cities, our nation. We can keep going on. There's so many different limitations we could identify. I just would challenge you to spend some time this week and ask God to show you what's been limiting you from conceiving of and experiencing an abundant life. God wants to speak to you directly and show you what's been limiting your thinking or your action. God's in the business of setting us free, free from lies, free from unbelief, free from condemnation, free from pain and sickness, free from the limits of this world. He made us for more than what this world tells us is possible. You were made for more than what this world will tell you is possible. So let's all take some time and identify and lose some limitations and see how much more opened up we are to receive abundantly from Jesus. Ryan and I are kicking limitations in the teeth this year. We're praying for possibilities, for options. That's our word, options. For open doors. We're praying for a heavenly revelation on how to manage our calendar in a way that positions our family to chase after the call on us. It may look like less sports and more dinners with neighbors, but whatever adjustments God shows us, We're committed to positioning our family to be in a constant state of receiving and then giving from a place of overflow and riding that wild wave that could take us anywhere to anyone who will listen to the good news that we've found. I would just encourage you um, in closing, after you've kind of taken some time to identify some limitations that have held you back from living out an abundant life, put on this song called Let It Happen by United Pursuit. Just look it up on YouTube. Let It Happen featuring, I think it's Andrea Marie um, by United Pursuit. It's an incredible song to listen to and let go of some things and let God fill us with passion. Let him bring us back to life, the things that we were made for. Some of the words and the imagery they use in this song, it just... It just it describes perfectly what I think it would feel like to live without limits. So I hope you enjoy that song, Let It Happen by United Pursuit. And I hope that you have been filled with some courage and perspective that will lead you closer to a limitless life, an abundant life in Christ. Thanks.